Hello, welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. How we doing, Rob? I'll tell you how I'm doing, baby. Yes, me, yes ask me what I did this morning, or one of the things I did this morning. What did you do this morning, Rob? I booked a flight for a freaking school, baby. I don't even know how to book flights anymore, man. I got an Uber app. A lot's Uber changed. App. I, a lot's changed. I bet. I'm going to have to relearn how to use my Uber app. <laughs> oh, my God. Which I'm, I'm mad at Uber anyhow. What did Uber do to you? Well, they, they, now, now, before you go into this, remember what you said a few weeks ago. What did I you say? You're listening to yourself. You kind of sound like an a-hole. Uh, I think I said I said I sounded angry. I don't think I said I sound like an a-hole. No, you. It was off. You know, off camera. You said that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Then certainly I must have. So yeah. So you know. We don't want people to think of it. We want everybody to love you just like we do. So go ahead. What did Uber do to you? Now, now you have an opportunity to tip them. And before you didn't, you didn't have to. It was rolled back into the fee. I don't mind paying a tip. I just don't. I just, I just give me what the thing is. I don't want to pay a tip because I overpay people. You know, Uber, you know that they judge you too. Like you get an Uber ride. I, you get like a rating. You know how you rate drivers? I didn't know that right. they rated us too. Yes. And I, I I looked at my rating. My rating should be off the charts because I do tip well. I mean, I do. But um, I looked at my rating and it was less than perfect. And I'm, I am I kept going back in my mind, how could somebody have not given me a perfect rating? I'm so charming. And I'm always making great conversation with people and everything on the Uber ride. And then I, then I figured it out. I think maybe it's the people that are with me. You know what I mean? Like Bingo. when I bring someone with me, it's them. Yes. It's them. Yeah. Right. No, absolutely. Right. I can I can see that. Well, congratulations on booking your flight, man. I, I know that's uh, something you've been talking about for a long time, man. So great. Yep. We're uh, our first, Mike's first school back. I think D is doing one next week in Texas. And I'm doing one in uh, two weeks down in Marietta. So nice. we are. Yep, we are back on track, baby. And then April, April, May, and June, we are just slamming. So when when are you coming to Nashville? I think Nashville is June. Okay. I'll, I gotta I'll check get, it out. I gotta get down there. Well, you're this close. I can't I can't let you get goodbye without me uh going over and saying hey to you anyhow. Yeah, um, I know why you come to I know why you come to the Nashville schools when I'm there. That chicken place down the road? No, you just like to steal a little of my thunder. You know, God forbid I get a little audience of my own. Yeah. Nope. You know, you know, nope. as I wait to look, Wayne, I see the look in their eyes. I, I remember one student a couple years ago, he goes, Is is Wayne coming? And I said, Listen, Wayne is now a corporate stooge. He does not care about you anymore. Okay. <laughs> I'm your daddy now. I'm your dad. You know, I'm him. You know, I um, I usually wait till about an hour and a half into your into your class, so I show up. That way, it make you feel like the opening act. You know. <laughs> no, I'm happy for you, Rob. I know uh, it's I'm a big the, deal. I'm man. the Leonard Skinner to your Rolling Stones, huh? 
Yeah, I'll go with that. Um, you know, we are a team here on the podcast. And, you know, we are, you know, it's it's a lot of people that it's myself and, and you and and, and uh, Tristan that helps us out on all the editing and everything. And, and certainly uh, um, Eileen is a big part of the podcast. She helps us out tremendously and uh, in, in marketing. And um, so no matter what happens on this podcast, we are we're a team. You know, you always take care of your team. And I don't care how many people come to me, man, and go, you know what? You need to lose Rob. I won't do it, Rob. I just, you know, the hundreds of fan mail that I get that say you should have your own podcast. I'm just not going to do it. But you if know people, how many of the listeners knew that was coming? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of them knew that was, that's coming. We're, we're a team, so I, I always have your back, and I know you always have my back and, you know, what have you. But uh, yeah. if anybody yeah. listened, listened to our Potpourri podcast, uh, uh, maybe it's a couple weeks ago now, and they tuned into that, and they heard the Larry Nichols interview. And it's, it's not like, I mean, you know, one, one show with Larry's enough. But, you know, we had that the week before, and then you tune in into Potpourri, and then you, you hear that Larry, if you, if you turned in or, tuned in early in the morning, you would have heard that podcast over again. Um, you know, if we're going to double up on a podcast. Yeah, that's not the one to do it. Let's, let's double up on the play-by-play or the, or the marketing one, you know. But doubling up on the Larry one? Yeah. Hey, I love Larry like a brother, but once is enough. And I'm not going to throw Eileen. Yeah, I'm not going to throw Eileen under the bus for this. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say that she made a mistake and and didn't record the podcast under the right one. Doesn't matter because we're a team here and we got each other's back no matter what. So. So you're blaming all of us for that? No, I'm just not going to blame Eileen for that. You just take. Does Eileen All right. want to get on and defend herself a little bit? Or now we have a new way to send messages. I can't wait to see the message she sends you. She sends you. Oh, it's 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 fixed now, she said. So yeah, if you ever if you listen to that podcast and you turned it on and went, what the hell? This was a podcast last time. She fixed it later in the day, but in the early morning, it was um it was um it was the wrong podcast. So anyhow, if you didn't hear that one, the proper one that is up and running now. So my our apologies on behalf of uh, <coughs> Eileen. All right, Rob. <laughs> I give Eileen a hard time. She's always so good at everything. It uh, she'll take it in good stride. Um, Rob, what are we going to talk about today? All right, Rob. So there's a meme going around or a thing going around. Is you know, tell me you. Uh, um, Tell me you're a Dodgers fan without telling me you're a Dodgers fan, or what have you. Tell me you love you love uh, cake without telling me you love cake. So you were talking about doing one. Tell me you're a floor man without telling me you're a floor man, right? We might as well get on the. I mean, a couple of young hip hip guys like us and get on the uh, latest urban craze. Absolutely. All it's right. It's funny that they. It's funny that meme is um, coming out there because. At the opening of every school, that's what I'm talking about. And I always make the crack like you can always tell a floor guy. Always. You can always tell a floor guy. He's walking around with his head down. 
and he sees everything, right? Yep. He sees yep. it all. H joints, stair steps, halos, right? He doesn't miss yeah. a beat, nothing. I, I remember um, I was in Boston one time. You ever see a bird dog point when it gets on, when it gets on a scent, it gets on birds? I was in Boston and I was with my cousin and we were on vacation and we we're, you know, some, some uh, historic part of town. And, and just all of a sudden I hear an edger, like the next block away. And I had that high pitched wind of that edger, man. And I, I said, there's somebody who's edging the floor right now. And he, he's not in the floor business. He don't know, you know, whatever, we're on vacation. And I said, I gotta go, man. I gotta, I gotta follow this sound. So we followed the sound, you know, all the way up to the second floor of an apartment. There was sure enough, there's a couple guys in there, floor guys doing the floor, and I was uh, shooting the breeze with them. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's a. Uh, uh, I, I can't believe it happened in Boston because we were at a sport meeting in Boston, and me and Billy and a couple of the other guys all we parked downtown in a parking garage, you know, parking lot, you know, paid parking lot, and we get out, and I swear to you, about a block away about eight stories up. Now this is the middle of the summer, about eight stories up, Billy and I get out of the car and just looked at each other and started laughing. I mean, it was probably nine, eight, nine o'clock at night. And you could, the windows were open and you could, there's nothing like the sound of an edger. And yeah, like I said, we were about a block away. Yeah. Yeah. Like you ever it, do this? We were about a block away too. Yeah. You ever, you ever do this, though? This happened to me. And it was very disappointing, man. I was visiting my my uh, my sister-in-law in Indianapolis. And um, she had a house there, but she was looking to buy another house. And we were just happened to be there with her for a few days. And she went up to this housing area with her you know, new home, new development. And I saw a floor van outside. And there were a couple guys laying a floor in there. And I thought, oh, man, cool. I mean, I go in there and, you know, at the time I was a contractor, go in there and talk to the guys, man. It's, you know, see how they do it in Indianapolis. And. You know, I went in there and I go, hey, man, you guys doing floors, huh? Go, yeah, I go, yeah, I'm a floor man, too, in California. They go, uh, whatever. And uh, I started asking, about, you know, how you do things and whatever. And, and it was like nothing, nothing. They could care less. And, uh, well, shoot, man, I want. I was excited, man. I want to see, you know, what do you guys do different? How you know all these different things that you might do different than we do? And they, they weren't having no part of it. Nothing. What kind of floor man is that? What kind of floor man would be like that? I don't know floor guys like that. They got no passion. You? Uh, well, I'm from the Northeast. Okay. There might, there might be a couple. <laughs> okay. There might, there might All be right. a couple. Rob, tell me you're a floor man then without telling me you're a floor man. Um, all right. Uh, I guess I'll never understand. the. Tell you you're a floor guy without telling you're a floor guy. Okay. When a homeowner walks into a room and is choking and gagging and is rubbing his eyes and you have no idea what's around with him as you're pulling a couple gallons of polyurethane. Every, uh, all right. I was I don't I didn't know you were gonna say that, so I have to tell you this story though. Um I bought a brand new Ranger bass boat in like nineteen ninety-six or something like that. I mean, you know, Ranger bass boats like that's a Cadillac, man. That's the, but, that's the, yeah, it had a 175 Yamaha at the time. They didn't have like the two fifties and three hundreds that they have now, but so that was a big motor. Maybe they had two hundred like Boston whaler of bass boats. Yeah. It, it was a Cadillac, but 
you know, you, sometimes you got to compromise. I didn't have a truck to pull it with. I pulled it with my work van, right, with all my tools and everything like that. So I took my buddy and his father-in-law bass fishing up to Clear Lake in California. You don't remember the old wood filler. They probably didn't have it in your part of the world, uh, Goupon, which smelled, it's, it's a lacquer-based product, right? So, you know, I had probably three or four cans, some open, some not open, one spilled over probably, and a bag of sawdust back there. And, you know, there's no chair in the back for the dude in the back, right? Because, you know, we don't, you don't, you don't need a chair back there. And I pick him up at like 4.30 in the morning. We're going there, and the first thing the guy gets in, he goes, Man, what the hell's that smell? I said, oh, it's, it's just lacquer there, man. It's no, you know, no big deal. And he's back there. And I, later I see him like, you know, covering his face with a scarf and everything. And <laughs> then we go around the corner. He, he goes, would you guys mind rolling the windows down, man? I go, yeah, sure. So we roll the windows down. We go around the corner of the dust bag, like, got him with the dust. I don't know if the dude's ever had a worse. It's a four-hour drive to Clear Lake from where we lived. And that poor guy has never smelled lacquer in his life. And very distinguished gentleman type of guy. But, hey, like I said, sometimes you got to compromise, man. Well, you know the deal, right? You pull in a color poly, you, you, maybe you're into your third or fourth room, homeowner sticks their head in, you know, just want to take a yeah. look. Yeah. And they are gagging and choking and rubbing their eyes. And for the life of me, I used to think, boy, this person's, uh, yeah, you know, a little uh, kind of a snowflake, huh? You can't really. Yeah. We don't, it's scary that you don't smell it anymore, but I got a lacquer story for you. Back in the bowling days, a lot of lacquer. We used tons and tons of lacquer. You, you know, you know the story. I might have even told this story before, but what the hell? You got a lacquer one. I'll I'll give you my lacquer one. We're working up in New Hampshire. We're driving back from we did a recoat, two coats of lacquer on a recoat job. And we're driving back probably, I don't know, nine, ten o'clock at night. And we get pulled over by a New Hampshire state trooper. Now it's me and my cousin and Pete and my cousin's sitting on a lacquer can in the middle of us with a bag on it and me and Pete are in the seats. So it was a little chilly that summer night. So the state trooper walks up and for some reason we just thought it was hysterical that we were getting pulled over, right? Mm -hmm. Roll the window down and the trooper is like, what? Oh my God. You know, all I could think of is, you know, picture the movie, uh, the, the and stoner movie. Yes. They rolled the wind and all. Of, well, it was an invisible fume of lacquer that just knocked this cop over. Right. Wow. And he's like, what the hell? Now I asked him why we had pulled over. He goes, cause you're doing 40 miles an hour. It's a 65 mile an hour. He goes, there's something wrong with the truck. <laughs> <laughs> we are stoned to the bejesus what had happened was and we didn't realize it because after a while you don't smell it anymore right yeah yeah we used to puncture the five gallon pails with a hole so they pour right easy mm -hmm. well my cousin didn't cover the hole so every time he'd hit a bump yeah. he's like pumping that five gallon and it's just pumping lacquer fumes into the cab of the truck but we don't smell it anymore and wow. we're like completely, completely stoned to the gill. Good thing was it was back in the 80s when, you know, people were kind of cool, right? So the guy says, how much further are you going? I forget how far we were going. He goes, okay, 
I'm going to turn the lights on. You just stay right on my ass, okay? He drove us to the hotel. Wow. He knew where a hotel was. We got a police escort to the hotel. And, of course, Stone to the Bejesus just laughing like hell the whole time, right? Wow, wow. And pulling into the hotel. The, or it was a, We didn't stay in hotels. We stayed in motels. Remember motels? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you are yeah. those motels? Yeah, Absolutely. we were staying at the uh, the Notel Motel, right? Well, I'm gonna oh, I'll give you the flashing lights. I'll I'll give you a serious lacquer story then too, then um, because it, it is no joke. Um and I don't know who these poor fellows were. I think I wanna say it was in uh could have been in the Indiana area, but I won't or maybe uh, Missouri, I won't swear to it. But anyhow, uh box truck, guys driving down the road, three or four employees in the back of the box truck. Uh, lacquer back there, uh, guy lights a cigarette, and the lacquer goes up in flames. Guy driving down the road, obviously doesn't see it's a big box truck, and uh, they're fighting for their lights back there. And uh, I don't know if it killed them. Uh, I know it seriously at least burned some of them. It may have killed them. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, so that's no joke. I mean, so consider that. Lacquer's a dangerous animal, and we want to get on, this, on a, a thing about lacquer. But, yeah, it is no joke, man, some of them finishes out there. Yeah, anybody right. who's been to my school knows the story. My great-grandfather got killed in the lacquer fire, so that's why every part of our school, big part of our school, is fire safety. Yeah. Even on proper, how to properly wear a, a operator's belt so you're not tied into the machine. Yeah, let's, let's try to bring this back around to the fun stuff. Yep. All right. All right, so that's mine. That's my first one, you know. Okay. Uh, no, it's not a skin condition. I rub my knuckles on the floor and on concrete and, and wood all day long. You ever look at a, a floor man's knuckles and and the big calluses on them? Uh, the biggest I've ever seen, and I've seen some guys out there with some big calluses. I used to, uh, but they've pretty much gone away now, and I never thought they would. But um, uh, my uncle Stan had those nice soft stooge hands now. Yeah, yeah. And my uncle, I remember my uncle, like I said, he was like 54 or 56 years in the trade. And, and it used to bother him. He, you know, he goes, you know, when I get done doing this, I think I can have these taken off or whatever. I go, dude, that's a bad courage in my eyes, man. I mean, that's 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 like stripes on a on a soldier, man, on a, on a, on his sleeves. I, I that that would bother me a bit. And I was proud of mine. And I'm most guys are when they have them. But as I told you, he he taught me to work with my palms on the floor instead of my knuckles on the floor because of what happened to him. And uh, later in life, I got um, corporal tunnel syndrome, whatever. And uh, so I would alternate back and forth, but yeah. Did you just call it corporal? <laughs> I probably did. Corporal, corporal tunnel? Corporal tunnel, tunnel syndrome. Corporal. It's not as bad as captain or major tunnel, but corporal yeah, tunnel. Yeah, well, he had, yeah. Yeah. He had captain tunnel. I, it might be carpal. I think it's carpal tunnel syndrome. I think it is carpal. But you yeah. know what? From now on, I'm calling it corporal. You're going to go with that? I'm right, going cool. with corporal. I think corporal sounds much better. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's where it starts out. You know, corporal's only got one or two stripes. I can't remember. But then as it gets bigger, it could be like, you know, captain tunnel syndrome. Captain, major, right. Yeah. Now, you can tell the floor guys in the Northeast, too, because the backs of their hands are all ripped to shreds from scraping under radiators. Okay, yeah. Some of them old yeah. cast iron radiators just 
Nobody was I fine seeing any medals back then. Believe me. I, I took six of them out of this house that I'm sitting in now. Yeah. So yeah. No kid. Yeah. Heavy, aren't they? <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, I paid some guy to take him because I think there was some. Uh, uh, there's some weight, or you can get something out of him. Whatever the guy never picked him up, so I had to take him to the dump myself. But how do you tell a floor guy? How do you tell someone you're a floor guy without not telling them you're a floor guy? You could be staring at the Mona Lisa, and the floor in front of it have an H joint, and that's all you're going to think about is that H joint. It's going to bug the hell out of you. Yes, a floor it could be in the movies. He'll critique the floors, not the art. Yeah. He's critiquing the floors. You could get to the climax in a in a movie, and if the scene is in a in a, in a room with a hardwood floor and there's three or four H joints right there, you, you you're you're spun now. That's all you're gonna think about. And you want to tell somebody, you want everybody, everybody's wife or girlfriend's heard this. Look at the floor. I can't believe what they did. Look at, I mean, there's H joints all over the place. I know, honey, but I'm just saying. Who would do this? Have you ever worked on a movie set? No, but I was. I uh, worked right next to one. You know, remember Will Smith, the actor? Yes. Yeah, I walked through his movie set. In fact, he said, what are you guys doing? We're shooting the movie here. We were on our way to lunch. <laughs> yep. Nice. I, it wasn't a movie set. It was a uh, set of The Sopranos. Oh and wow! I got a call. I got a call from a distributor, and he's like, um, "Hey, I got a cool proposition for you." He goes, "There's this movie studio that's having an issue with one of the floors, and they're wondering if you can go over there and take a look at it, and you know, see if you can fix it." And uh, it was set of The Sopranos, and I was a, you know, huge Sopranos fan, and it's, they shoot it down in Queens. And uh, I got to do the floors in the the restaurant. I think it was called the Vesuvius or something. Uh It was the restaurant that they did all the scenes in. And it was like, I don't know, second or third production manager, whoever was, you know, dragging me around. He's like, yeah, there's such a glare on the floor that we can't shoot anything from the waist down. And he goes, you know, sometimes you want to do a shot. And I'm like, yeah, I can I can fix this easy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, got a matte finish and everything, took care of it. And it's funny you said that before because a few weeks, maybe a few weeks later, however long it was, we're watching The Sopranos, my wife and I, and they did a pullback shot of the family, and you can mm-hmm. see the floors. Is and that I'm right? Like, yeah, that's me. You can see the floors, so I'm like, because you're welcome, everybody. Yeah, yeah, because of me. That's me. Okay, that is all me. As a matter of all fact, these- when it was over. I'm watching the credits like this. You know, I move right in like he's got to be here somewhere on the credits. I mean, they, you know, that's they know who that's did that. That that's sad when that. I've been there before when I've got my heart broken like that. Okay, so um, Sopranos, uh, all these shows on Netflix, all these uh, series that are going on and what have you, the granddad of them all is number one, Sopranos, and number two, Breaking Bad of all time. The greatest two shows there ever. Uh, phenomenal. And I don't know which one was better. Breaking Bad was also insanely good. All right, Rob, tell me you're a floor man without telling me you're a floor man. 
I tell my wife how to load the truck in my sleep. Really? Yeah. Did she help you load the truck? No. Are you just dreaming? No. I I have no idea what was going on, but the next morning, sitting having coffee, and she's just staring at me, laughing, and she's like, "You really need to take a break." And I'm like, "What? You know what? I'm kind of rushing. You know, I got to get out the door." And she's like giving me a hug and telling me, you, you need to slow down. You need to take a break. I go, what's the matter? She goes, last night you were sound asleep and told me everything to put in the truck for today's job. Oh, nice. Nice. That's, that's funny. Because you were just babbling on about paper and buffer and that and that. And so I looked at her. I go, well, did you get it done for me or do I have to go do that too? You know? <laughs> I mean, you remember the at the end of every job or the, the day you pick up a piece of wood, a piece of two and a quarter, and back in the days, they're usually a piece of two and a quarter inch, and you got your, your pencil and you're writing down what you're going to need for the next day, what, you know, I got to bring the planer for tomorrow because of this one thing. Uh, I got to probably stop by and pick up something else that we don't have on a job or whatever. Uh, spline, we need spline tomorrow. We need 136 feet of spline. Let's make sure we put that in the truck. Yep, I remember well. Um, Wayne. Tell me you're a floor man without telling me you're a floor man. I have a pretty healthy disdain for electricians. What the hell is it? They got I every school. That was the guy, and and a lot of a lot of the students disagreeing. No, 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 painters. And I go, I I said, yes, I will give you the painters. I said, but to me, my number one guy, I'm so happy you said that. My number one job site enemy is electricians. I'm not sure who these guys think they are. Yeah. Dragging their ladders and snipping their wires and leaving everything. You know, I, I it's not that I like painters either. You know, it's just that I respect that they're working their butts off and they're, you know, they're up and they're down and they're doing all these different things. And they're like us, man, they're doing a lot of different things on the job. Well, electricians probably got a pretty easy gig and you can't take them wires that you snipped and just do, you know, sweep them up at the end of the day. How, how insulting is that, man? Yeah. Pick up I'll, after me. Yeah. Pick up yeah. after me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, that, that's, that, 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 uh, this thing goes for carpet guys too, by the way, and plumbers and, Pretty much every other trade that was on the job except for myself. <laughs> All right, how about this one? How about the guy who can't stop looking at the stair steps in the H joint in the restaurant that's so bad he loses his appetite? I got a pretty healthy appetite. Um, I wouldn't let it bother me to that point. But yeah, I I, I, I totally get it because you want to just call the car, the guy and go, dude, what were you thinking, man? Come on. Have some respect for the trade. There was a place that uh, my brother and me and Pete used to always go for breakfast. You know, when, when we could go out for breakfast. Remember, remember those days a long time ago, a few years back. Yeah. 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 And they had the floors done, which really blew me away that they had the floors done and Pete and I never even thought to maybe, you know, give him a business card or a heads up or whatever. And uh, just couldn't believe how bad the job was. 
to the point where I asked the waitress, did he pay for this? Did he, did he pay the guy for this? Wow. That's, that's I mean, rough. even she started pointing things out. The waitress. <laughs> you ever have a guy, uh, um, and this is California. So California's, you know, the big cities and it's more impersonal, but I, I had a floor guy one time doing the floors of the house, two houses down from me. Uh, and to me, that was like, I'm now getting in my van. I'm driving 40 miles away to do a job. This, this schmuck that lives two houses over from me. I mean, I'm right here. <laughs> I, was, I was going there. Is that the worst thing in the world? It absolutely is. Yeah. Down your own street. Yeah. You want you want to walk down and go look. I know you know. Yeah. What I do for we might not know each other. Yeah. But I know but you come know. On. There's a floor guy on the street. You people are talking, yeah. right? Yeah, that's a that's yeah. Rough. That's a, that's a tough one. That's yeah. that's a rough one. I will give you that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, what's another way, Wayne? You can tell right. you're a floor man without saying I'm a floor man. I back you more than any person you've ever met. Okay. Tell me someone that vacuums more than a floor guy. I mean, you and also you think about how many times on a job you've you ever counted how many times you vacuum on a job, even for coats. Um, and by the way, when I used to, the day of the let's say it's four thousand square feet and it's coating day. The way that I used to do it in my mind, I'm not going there to coat the floors. I don't want to go there with the with the feeling that I'm going there and I got to get this floor coated today. I departmentalized every every room and every step. So I'll, when I, I'm, I'm abrading the floor between coats, that's all I care about. I'm going to take this one big room. I'm going to braid that, move on to the next one. And I compartmentalize so it doesn't get overwhelming to me. You know what I mean? Especially if you're there by yourself on a monster job. And then I go announce the vacuum step. I'm not even thinking about coding. I don't care about coding. All I care about now is I want to vacuum this floor perfectly. And you know how many times you vacuum the floor? Till it's clean. As many times as it takes. You're right. Till it's clean. That's right. Till it's clean. New filters, new filters, new bags. Vacuum it. And then when I'm done with that, I mix up all the finishes. And then even then, I compartmentalize. I'm doing this room. That's only all I care about is this room. Which allows me to just, in my mind, just uh, be a perfectionist and just try to drill down this one room, get it flawless, don't even think about the other rooms, and then work my way through the whole job. But if I go there with the expectation I got to get this floor coated today, to me, that's, I, I, I never wanted to approach a job like that. I go there thinking I'm going to go there and I got to braid the floor. That's all I care about right now. I have all my stuff, whatever, and then I go from there. I got off topic there, but that's any other way that I approach it. That's okay. <laughs> Pete and I used to call it super clean back day. That's what today is. Yeah. Super clean back day. Yeah. I remember one of the best referrals we ever got or testimonials we ever got, which in one way it didn't upset me, but I was, I'm not going to say disappointed, but the guy said he did a great job on the floor. They did a great job on the floors, but the house was cleaner when they left than it was before they got there. And that was yeah. like the big thing, you know, and now this was back in the eighties. So you remember back then you didn't have the, the bone of DCS systems and the back systems and everything. So you would spend 
what half a day yeah. doing a real good clean job. I mean, when you really want, I mean, window sills, tops of doors, all that stuff, anything that can drop dust down on the, on the mm -hmm. finished coat, right? We, so you system, the Bona DCS system is a complete game changer. You know, when I was talking to Bum about it, it's not that he doesn't spend a lot of time cleaning. It's just he really doesn't have to spend as much time because he's running that DCS unit. So you were a little bit put off that they were more excited how clean the house was in the floor. Yes. That's right. when it started to, and people were excited about that. When people would see that testimonial, that's where I was going to head back to a little bit. I was going to circle back. Back then, that's where people would not have their floor sanded. Yeah. Everybody was, oh, I don't want to deal with, I've heard, I heard that can be a mess. I don't want to deal with that. You remind me of a guy I used to lift weights with. And um, this guy was a Powerful. monster. Powerful I mean, man. this guy, this this guy was, I mean, built like you cannot believe it. Picture uh, Mike Tyson, but more built than that. I mean, he was wow. a serious, wow. serious in the bodybuilding. But the dude had no legs. I mean, you know, he had no legs. I mean, he could not grow his legs. He worked out his legs. His legs were strong. But he used to get mad at me because I, I, I just pretty decent sized legs. He was way stronger than me. Don't get me wrong. I mean, way stronger, but you know, I got, I got good legs, had good legs. Yeah. Right. So the, the biggest insult of, I've never seen this guy more dis disgusted in his life when we were out one night at a, at a, at a bar or something. And uh, he was talking to some girl. And uh, as a matter of fact, here's how built this guy was. I got him a present one time for Christmas. I got him a sweater, right? Cause you know, where our family, our, my, his wife and my wife go out together. Christmas, I got him. A, I got him a present. You opened up. It's a sweater, right? And <laughs> you bought another man a sweater. Well, my wife probably bought it, but you know, it was. It was. I had to get him something, right? Okay. So the wife's leaving. Everything. He pulls me aside. He goes, "Dude, you bought me a sweater." I go, "Well, yeah." And he goes, "I don't get up every day and work out like this to wear sweaters, man." And I went, "Oh shoot, man! I didn't even think like that." You know what I mean? The guy that built. You should have bought him a pair of jeans he could wear to the beach. Yeah. So um, anyhow, so we're at this bar and uh, there's a, a girl comes up and she goes, I know what you do. I know what you I know what you are. And he goes, what? And she goes, you're a, a, a gymnast. And I mean, the guy was disgusted, oh. man, because, you know, they got the upper body or whatever, but the guy had no legs. I mean, and I, every time I think of this guy, I mean, I mean, well, <laughs> Anyhow, your story remind me of that dude. All right. You know, uh, you just mentioned Christmas gifts. And I don't know why it's taken me so long to get onto this one. But uh, you remember your shoes? Remember? You, yeah, my good shoes. We talked about the shoes. You showed yeah, everybody yeah. your shoes and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, Pauline loved those shoes. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So Christmas morning, one of my gifts is the Wayne Highlander shoes. No kidding. I'll be she darned. Get the color. Yeah. But she got the. That's a nice shoe. Look at that. Right. Have you worn yeah. it yet? 
Wow. Very nice. Yeah, I wore them about a month ago in my pajamas just because she said, you haven't worn the shoes yet. I go, well, you haven't gone anywhere. Yeah, you can't wear them. Literally, you haven't gone anywhere. No kidding. All right, well, when you put them on, they're going to make you feel like a new man. All right, Rob. Um, We got a couple more. Let's do a couple more. Okay. Go ahead, ask me. All right, Rob. Tell me you're a floor man without telling me you're a floor man. I've used floor sanding equipment on furniture. I've practiced on a lot of uh, our furniture, yes, myself. In fact, the table that this computer sitting on. What, what did you sand with the floor sander? I built a dining room table one day, and I started using a palm sander, I think. And I said, my God, this is definitely sturdy. Enough. I can put a buffer up here. So mm-hmm. I put the buffer up there, dropped the handle. I was done in seconds, and it looked perfect. My wife says, everything's going to come crashing down. I go, nope, don't worry about it. Not a thing. My neighbor one day, he brought his dining room table over, and he goes, hey, you think you can sand this down for me? I was like, yeah, sure. Got up on the table, or I got up on a chair next to the table and started edging it. That's when I found out that some products aren't solid. They're veneer. Oh, ouch. You went through it. It was your neighbors? It was my neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> he, he took a risk. That's not on you. Yeah. He's like, uh, you know, I, I could paint it. You know, you can paint it. You don't need to. Yeah. I go, yeah. if you want, I can stand through the entire layer and just give you the net. He goes, no, 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 no. That's that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. yeah. He was the guy that I saw the other floor company's truck in his driveway. Oh, there you go. Yeah, perfect. That's why that's why I called the other guy. Yeah. What do you mean by, by the uh, floor man's uh, uh, curse, the Sanders curse? Oh, man, the eye. The eye. The Sanders eye. Once you've sanded floors and once you start looking at stuff, you see everything. I'm watching Bum. He's he's gonna be bald, man. He's gonna lose his. He's got a nice head of hair. He's gonna lose it because he's got a hawk's eye. Yeah, I had the eyes of a pigeon. He has the eye of a hawk. And I remember just leaving every single job, looking at Pete, going, "Well, we're screwed. We're not getting paid for this one. Look at that. Look at this. Look at that." When I tell that story at all the schools, all just what your head's doing now, nodding up and down. Yep. Every floor guy there thinks the same exact thing. Yep. But I, mean, I tell them, I tell them, we have a motto though. The Sanders curse. And I tell everybody this: there's no such thing as the perfect floor, but the pursuit of perfection will consistently give us excellence. How do you like that? I like that. That's good. You like that? I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna hashtag oh, that. Is you've done the perfect floor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh right. no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but that's it, man. And and you're right. You ratchet it up more and more. I mean, the, the better your eye gets, the more situations you've been in, the more you know uh, species of wood you've sanded, 
the more lighting situations you've been in, the more different subfloors and what them how them subfloors will change the floor. Um, that's why this job is so tough. Is that and and you know you talk to homeowners sometimes and they'll never understand this, but you could take a great floor guy, I mean a stud floor guy on one job, bring him to another job in a completely different situation, completely different direction of the flooring and whatever, and it's a whole other the, the game changes from job to job. It's not like a lot of things where you can do something, okay, I got it figured out, and now I'll just take that and I'll move it from job to job to job. It doesn't work like that. Every species of job of wood, every every you know the the thickness of the wood, if it's been sanded several times, the how it's how it's aged in the home, the subfloor, the direction of lighting, you know whether it's perpendicular lighting or parallel lighting, all these things, all these things matter, man. They all they're all part of the equation that make a job. And it's a, you know, it's a pain. I just talked to someone who had a problem on a job using using a, actually, I don't, no sense he'd get into it, but it was just a one-off thing. The guy could do the floors the rest of his life, and he'll never have that problem again. He ran into the perfect storm on a job, and, and it got him. Uh, so there's so many, so many parts to the equation, man, uh, to being a floor man. I mean, you, we, we say it all the time. You got to be a master painter. A master finisher. I mean, you've got it. There's so many hats you have to wear. And by the way, a business hat also to make money while you're doing all these all these things uh, in a trade that is harder and harder to get to get uh, quality help. Um, the demands that are put on the floor guys today, I mean, is is, is amazing to me. I mean, they're they're a whole different. I mean, we talk about it all the time, and I say it all the time, and and the respect that we have for the guys in this trade to me. I see a guy at the counter, a guy who's been around for 20 years. He might do something every he might do everything differently than I do. But to me, it's almost like NFL linemen, man, or, or guys, you know what I mean? They're pros. Yeah. And yeah. they've all bring their experience to the table. They all got their way of doing things. They learn it the hard way. And they're proud of what they do. And they, you know, a lot of people couldn't could watch them do what they do and never understand how they got there. I mean, and so it's a it's it is a trade that we love, man, and 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 appreciate the guy who do it and everything. So, uh, listen, we're two schmucks behind this computer right now, um, just fooling around. But um, one thing that is 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 that never goes away is is um, it's like an old an old guy, uh, an old an old boxer. The last thing to go is the power. His reflexes will go, his his stamina will go, everything will go. Last thing goes is power. When you've been doing floors for a long time and everything, the last thing that goes is a passion. It's harder to get down on your knees as you get older. It's harder to it's it's harder to to work the amount of hours you used to work when you were a kid. But I promise you, the last thing that will go is the passion. So we're just having fun here today talking talking about this. And uh we gave I, I gave Eileen a hard time at the beginning of this, but if 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 you do, it did happen to get on that Potpourri podcast and it was the last one on there, check it out again uh, because we got it fixed. Anyhow, so there we go. We're just having some fun. And um, one thing I want to, before we uh, shut the show down, not to bring it down, but um, since we're talking about floor guys who had some passion and everything, uh, a guy that used to work with us at uh, Bona, did a lot of training with him and everything. And I, a lot of people know him out there. Dennis Bradley. Dennis Bradley uh, recently passed away. 
And uh, I spent many a night talking to him. And, you know, he loved floors and everything. But I'll tell you what his passion was. His passion was barbecue. And, you know, I won that barbecue contest that I'm always bragging about. Yeah, well, yeah. Dennis, Dennis had coached me through that entire thing. I mean, each round I was winning, Dennis is calling me the day of, the night before, prepping me and everything. And, uh, I mean, we used to talk a lot and train together and everything. But uh, we talked a lot about Bar. Just had a lot of fun with him. And uh, he had cancer, recently passed away. It was quick when he found out. And, uh, you know, I just want to give a shout out to his friends and family and hope they're doing okay. And But he was a good man. I, uh, I'm i going to miss him. It was funny, too, because yeah. the last time I saw him was a year ago, December. And classic Dennis Bradley, he's like, oh, geez. Glad we, I saw him in Cincinnati. And... Uh, he goes, geez, I'm glad to see you here. Try my new rub and my new steak sauce. He, wow, he just happened to have, to, yeah. So that's, that's uh, yeah, he was, uh, he'll be missed. He'll definitely be missed. You know, we talk about a brotherhood and what have you, and we respect all our competitors as well. He went to work for one of our competitors and a uh, uh, great industry guy, really cared about about the trade and everything. So you're right. Uh, 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 rest in peace to Dennis Bradley and, uh, and uh, our thoughts and prayers with his family. And uh, yep, uh, nice tribute to him, uh, Rob. So thank you. Okay, this has been another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please do stay tuned for another episode.